Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is the season finale of Bachelor in Paradise Season 6. Tonight we had multiple engagements, we had a real-life couples therapy session, and we learned that Demi is in fact the queer queen we never knew we needed. All of that coming up today here on the Bachelor in Paradise After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Guys, we did it. 13 episodes later, we got through this incredible season of Bachelor in Paradise. And this is AfterBuzz TV, and we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Quickly, if this is your first time on the network, we are the ESPN of TV Talk, and we do TV coverage for just about everything that's airing on TV. And my name is Jeff Graham, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm a Bachelor super fan, and I'm not alone, because I'm joined by two of my favorite people in the world, my brilliant co-hosts. I'm going to start with... Whoa, I just peaked hardcore. I apologize for those with headphones in. Um, I'm going to start with my friend Renee, who you've seen on Shared News, covering a ton of stuff over there and over here at AfterBuzz. Renee, good to see you. Wow, good seeing you guys, too. It's been two weeks. I know we missed you last week, and I didn't even not tell you this yet, but we actually sang Taylor Swift on air last week, and we realized afterwards, and we're like, how is it that the week we chose... I'm sorry, what? I'm going to ask why if you agree with us in overall thoughts. We had a Taylor Swift situation comparison during last week's episode, so I'm going to ask you during overall thoughts. Okay. Uh, because I have to introduce Christine Alexis. What's up, guys? Christine is our news queen. Uh, you've seen her on a bunch of stuff. Queer Eye most recently, right? Mm-hmm. But, of course, we are all here to talk about The Bachelor. Renee, what we were talking about, we'll get into the show quickly, but um, do you ever feel like uh, Brie and Sydney are the she wears short shirts, she wears short skirts, I wear t- <laughs> t-shirts, she's your captain and I'm on the bleachers? That's pretty funny, yeah, especially um, considering the way that ended. Yes, but we did uh, credit you on there as having, you know, the biggest Taylor Swift fan Swifty. in the world. So. Okay, uh, real quick, guys, we will be covering, of course, all of tonight's reunion. It's three hours of TV we have to cover tonight, but we also have some tweeting for the right reasons, we have some news, mm-hmm. and I guess no real predictions, but we can talk about how we feel about the Bachelor announcement. Definitely, and we are down a cast member tonight, Mike is not we with are. us, who's been holding it down all season long, but... He's here in spirit. So. Yes, we miss you, Mike, but th- yeah, thank you for taking over the captain's chair this week. You did an amazing job. And finally, to all of you in the chat, you guys are our fourth panelist tonight, fifth panelist when Mike is here, yeah. but um, you guys know we're obsessed with you. We love having the chat, and um, y'all make us laugh and think, which is great. So make sure you're chatting with us tonight as uh, we discuss the show and let us know your thoughts. Okay, I have to ask, Christine, let's start with you. Overall thoughts on tonight's finale. Oh, the finale tonight, um, I think the... The live special was the best part of tonight's mm-hmm. episode. So much tea was spilled. Really game-changing tea, actually. I think the conversation between Blake and Kaylin totally changed uh, the game for our panel, which we'll get into after this. Yeah. But great episode. Um, got really slow towards the end. But overall, really pleased with how everything uh, wrapped up. Totally. Yeah, I agree with you. I There were definitely times that I was dozing off a teeny bit <laughs> because it, it was just dragged. I mean, it was three hours so tonight, long. you guys. It was That's, long. They, it, and it didn't have to be. It wasn't, like, jam-packed. 
Um, but the, yeah, the live, well, not even the live portion, because it wasn't actually live, but the, but the re- yeah, you know, the yeah, reunion. the reunion part of it was definitely the most entertaining. Uh, but I do feel like it could have been, the reunion part could have been longer, considering there were some stuff we didn't cover. And there were two people who were glaringly missing from tonight, and I'm still upset about that. I mean, can we talk about it? Like, Clay and Nicole completely just being missing. And their storyline was the biggest chunk of the pre-recorded part of Paradise that we saw. So it was very strange to not have them there. Uh, don't know why they chose to do that. And to not bring it up. And the fact it was both of them who didn't go. That's so weird that both of them refused to even tell their side. Especially the fact Nicole didn't. To be honest, I'm the most confused she didn't. Because she had the most dramatic exit that I absolutely loved and was here for. I was waiting for the, the reunion, the follow-up. Am I crazy or did I see a preview with her in it? Like, I feel like this is just, it's its blowing my mind that she just wasn't there. Maybe this was just like a weird... I think you might be projecting on that one because yeah. we want to see it. I know. It's, it is Sorry. very weird. No, 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 it's okay. I just feel the same way. Like, I feel like I can picture them in the studio. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It, it feels like a big oversight. And like you mentioned, most of the episode before... Before it was devoted to the two of them, so it, it it's just, kind of unjustifiable. Yeah, it's like this ending. T- we we don't really get an ending to the story unless the, them parting ways was just how it it ended. Like, let us know in the comments, guys, if you have any more tea that we haven't seen about. Especially because the Nicole. reunion was a little padded. I mean, I don't think I needed to spend time with a shaved Chris Randone and his <laughs> his wife Crystal when I could or, have been seeing Nicole and Clay. Yeah, and honestly, as much as we love the success couples that come out of Paradise, did I really need to see all the couples and their kids and right. hear the whole? story about how uh, Jade gave birth and just, I mean, sweet, but like it also happened like two months ago. Like we're kind of past that. There were so many other things we could have talked about. I don't know her. I don't want to hear about their kids. Like if I was their friend, it would be one thing. Maybe I'm an unpopular opinion. Maybe my heart is made of stone. Fair. But like (laughs) I I wanted Clay. I wanted Nicole and I wanted them to battle it out on the reunion. And instead we got Chris Crystal and Jade and Tanner and who are Carly and Evan and there are many children and it's just like I'm over (laughs) why every time I know a lot of people are responding in the chat saying that Clay their segment was cut so that's why it wasn't shown to make room Hmm. for what that well and I'm confused because we never even saw them seated so does that mean they cut around them like we got wide shots of the studio it's just it it's just very know. strange. It's one of those things where it's like ABC, you're building up all these storylines. Like some of them, I get it. We don't need to know what happened to Tejuan after, but you know, we found out. We got a, a word from her, but we get nothing from arguably one of the biggest plot lines of this season. Yeah, this feels a little cheap, guys. I wanted that payoff, but whatever. for sure, yeah. Nicole was one of the most important women this season. And Clay, yeah, you're right. The two of them kind of drove the season. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, normally we go in order. I like to cover the show chronologically, but tonight I feel like we have to start by talking about what was by far the most interesting part of tonight's broadcast, which was Kaylin and Blake. Wow. And Christina, the whole Blake stagecoach thing, but I can't believe how unblinkingly they addressed all of this. Um, I actually want to start with Christine and then get Renee's thoughts in a little bit, but Christine, what did you think? I know this is a big, uh, like a general question for a big segment, but I just kind of want to get your overall thoughts on Blake, Kaylin, Christina, Stagecoach, Fallout, all of it. Oh, all of it. Um, to be honest with you, Blake said some things tonight that definitely, um, 
change my perception about Kaylin a bit because initially when we did talk about it on the show I did speak out against Blake and I was upset that he shared those text messages because I felt like it was just a slimy move um, with the added context that he gave tonight my perspective is just I'm not even team Blake nor am I team Kaylin I think they're both just incredibly messy people I think they both went about it the wrong way but Blake made such a, a point that I can't overlook which is the fact that had he not put that stuff out there like this wouldn't have played out the same way mm-hmm. um i think it, it's just hard because he only showed a certain part but he said it i don't want to misquote him but he did say it on um actually have the transcript up here they they both agreed not to make it a big deal but that was not how kaylin came into the situation so that definitely made her look bad and it's i thought it was interesting that at the end of it everyone was kind of getting on blake to apologize but kaylin only apologized once tonight she said i was hurt and i was emotional i should have gone that way but nobody pressed her as much as they pressed blake which i just thought was interesting mm. yeah i did not think it was fair i also didn't like that kaylin was kind of just like yeah like Sorry, I was emotional, but she's like, apologize for what you did to prove that you were innocent, Blake, instead of being like, hey, I'm sorry I lied. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I literally said that you sweet-talked me into bed when that's not what happened. I'm sorry that I embellished a bit about our love story to begin with for a storyline. I'm sorry that I made you look out look like this huge player when truly, yeah, you're a little, like, slime, like kind of whatever, a little bit of a man whore, but at the end of the day, he was single. He can do whatever he wants. If yeah. he wants to sleep with... I mean, even Christina admitted tonight, it wasn't that he slept with them really back-to-back. It was more of, because it was like the trust thing, because they have that weird friendship where it's like more more than a friendship, but then he didn't tell her something. So he didn't tell her he slept with Kaylin. Like, he didn't do anything wrong in that sense. I'm not saying he's not, like, slimy for it. I'm not saying he's not a bit of a player, but at the same time, he wasn't in the wrong. The fact that Kaylin made him an enemy of America (laughs) this season of, like, he's the worst... Blake sucks. How many times do we see her say to camera, Blake sucks. Everyone thinks Blake's... You did that all season, but then the second he comes with receipts that would have been okay had it been vice versa, Mm -hmm. he's the bad guy again, Kaylin? When is he not the bad guy? When are you the bad guy? I have to agree. I mean, again, I don't even really like Blake all that much, and he didn't come across as very likable this season, but, man, I thought he had some really good points tonight, and, um... It's interesting. Her big thing was he was frustrated that he slut-shamed her. But the whole first week of Paradise, or I guess the first couple nights, she told everyone... I felt like she was telling a story that was deliberately made to kind of slut-shame Blake, right? He didn't slut-shame her, by the way. The only thing he showed is that she came onto him, and the only reason he did that is because she claimed that he sweet-talked her. He didn't say, like, Kaylin wanted it, like, all about this and going on and on, but ooh, whatever. It was one screenshot of that to prove a lie she told. And then she had to drop the the term slut shame, which is, I firmly believe what other people were doing to her, and I don't think that's okay. And Blake even said that's why he took them down. He didn't like that aspect of it. But he didn't slut shame her. And I don't like that she's trying to... It's just a narrative she's building. Will you slut... How do you... And then the way she answered, how do you not know? Like, how do you not know that you slept? That's not an answer, Kaylin. That's crying. I think you said it perfectly. It's like, people were slut-shaming her. He didn't exactly... I mean, people interpreted that action as him slut-shaming her. But, again... He wouldn't have had to put it out if she didn't say right, that thing. Exactly. So it's like it's hard because like I feel for her. I know we're all you know crapping on Kaylin right now. I definitely 
feel for her that she got all that hate, but then again, it's like, had you not waxed poetic about that one specific thing that he, like, led you on and did all those things when you guys were on the same page? Like, the fact that she tonight said out of her mouth, yes, we both agreed that it wasn't going to be a secret. Right. It's it's, it's the thing like is, hard to look past that. It's it's not Blake's fault that his alibi makes her look bad. Blake has an alibi and he has to use that alibi when he's being lied about. Yeah. And his alibi doesn't make her look good, but in a just in justice, the way justice works is you have to present your alibi truthfully, and then people can do whatever they want with that alibi. America slut shamed Kalen based on Blake's alibi, but that was still his alibi to offer to clear his name. Hundred percent. The the woman said that he silenced her and made that a narrative. It was like he silenced her. It's that he sw- sweet talked her into bed. She painted him out to be such a villain. What did you want him to do, Kalen? Wait for it to blow over. Then how about you be a grown up and you wait for it to blow over too yeah well i i also want to address obviously the panel has a point of view here it's totally fine if you don't agree peyton knight actually disagrees with us and peyton we thank you for joining the show um totally valid and it looks like disrespectful poet might have something too that i'll jump into um peyton knight offered i disagree with the panel since dude brought up her sexual assault so he needs to apologize because you don't bring that up when Wait, did he bring, did he bring up? that up i don't think he brought that up Actually, I need I to look back either. at the text messages because... No, it was not in the text conversation. Was it in his caption? Because he did have like a lengthy... Like he posted a bunch of notes along with posting that first. Um, oh, I'm wondering he if that apologized, was one that He brought it but up. But I think that was he apologized because... He, and she even addressed that too. In her caption, she addressed it too. And I think he apologized because of that. He didn't bring it up in a way that I, I think was... Um, just on his own, like, with trying to show receipts and say that. I think she responded, added that in, which is fair, because I think she... I truly believe she was getting slut-shamed in a lot of mean comments that had to do with that, which I find disgusting, because to me, that, that that's completely separate than right. what... Ha- like, people need to Excuse not me. go that low. That's, like, not cool at all. Um, but I don't think Blake brought, brought that up. Not tonight, and I don't think he initially brought it up in the chat and the texts yeah okay so my next question is do you guys think blake should have offered a more concrete apology twitter seemed to be upset by the way he handled this apology to kaylin i think it was tricky because people were he kept his cool even though people in the in the cast were like getting involved when they shouldn't have been and it kind of annoyed me that they're all like yeah kaylin because i just don't think it was a super black and white like blake was in the wrong and she wasn't situation but the way she was apologizing i would i don't know how how he was supposed to react cuz she didn't say sorry for lying not once mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she didn't say sorry for painting you out to be a bad guy and letting you take the heat and then expecting you to not allow me to do the same so i think because of that i don't know cuz she didn't really fully apologize for what she should have either right but she just looks like the it's like when you're like kids and you're like Sorry that sorry that I did that, but like you don't actually apologize for what you did. You know, like you're that's kind of what it was. She just knew how to look good on TV. Yeah, I mentioned that before. That was kind of my gripe with Kaylin was that she never really sincerely apologized either. Yet we were like dying for a sincere apology from from Blake. Do I think they both should have given one? Absolutely. I think they both should have used that opportunity to hash yeah. it out. I think they did the best that they could with with both of them sounding very conscious of not trying to make themselves sound bad. Like I know. it just it read so phony, and it's like those two are probably never going to be friends. They're going to have to mingle in this bachelor world, but like. I think the bad blood is still very real between those two, honestly. And I just, like, just just stay out of each other's way at this point because y'all are both messy as hell. 
and whatever you guys did prior to to this experience, it bled over into everything else. And it's time to put that to bed. Yeah, I think there's a lot of damage between those two, understandably. But, man, this was, in some ways, kind of hard to watch. You know, it was interesting television, but, um, you know, it's very rare that I think TV tells these kinds of stories in a non-scripted environment. You know, we're used to seeing this in, a, in scripted television, but it got really real tonight. I think this season of Paradise truly changed the game. And I know they've been saying that so much in all the promos. And not just for the Demi and Christian stuff, but because I think more in recent years than ever, like the fact that things are breaking while the show is airing is really changing Crazy. how we perceive it, how this plays out after the fact, because yeah. it's adding all these layers to this reunion show that otherwise I think wouldn't have been there. So uh, it makes me want to ask one more related question to all of this. Jordan actually was the one who called it out, and I have thoughts on Jordan during tonight's broadcast. <laughs> but he was the one who mentioned this was kind of a different season of Paradise as well because it was like the friendship vacation version of Paradise where there was all this baggage that was brought to Sayulita rather than unknown relationships meeting on the beach. How do you guys feel about that, and do you like that as a new trend for The Bachelor moving forward, or do you like the clean slate approach to Paradise? I liked this more because I thought off the bat it was really funny that there's already so much drama happening yeah. where usually it takes a little few weeks of just like, okay, we're waiting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like on the fence about it, if, if you will, just because, yes, we wouldn't have had all this great TV without it, but at the same time, it's it's just so messy and that we get situations like this where it's still just like he said, she said, and we're all torn about it, but I don't know, I guess it makes for a good discussion. Yeah, I'm very much in the middle. Honestly, I, I really don't know how I feel about it. Um, okay, what do cool. you think? Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. There's elements of like the past drama coming to the show that I like, and then elements where I kind of feel like it weighed down the show a little bit. That's, yeah, at one point I was like, okay, enough. Like, right. <laughs> it's like because I I want to just be watching these people here rather than worrying about everything that happened outside of the show. But it also led to some of the most interesting storylines this season. So. I don't know, it's feeling more like Housewives Vanderpump Rules, because on those shows, it's all about what happened before. And it used to be that everything on The Bachelor was what's happening now. Now. But they're carrying all this baggage in, which is so interesting. But then at this point, it becomes a a question of, like, almost like a personality. Like, who do you side with more? Because Mm -hmm. we're still only being let in as much as the contestants are letting us in, in terms of what happened before. Yeah, because we can't see it. We can't see it. That's that's what kind of, like, drives me nuts when we go in circles about this, because it's like... At the end of the day, it's like, okay, if you think Blake is not a stand-up guy and you think he's just shady, period, you might have sided with, you know, Kaylin or, or vice versa. It's just like how you perceive them now based on what we saw and not what we d- didn't see. Their secondhand version of it. Yeah, like, for instance, what we f- has been like super mums the word, which is the Hannah G. Blake <laughs> visit. That, that we Because I do think that they are actually just being incredibly respectful of one another and not revealing anything, which I think is their own prerogative. Like, yeah. go for it. Um, but that's like an example. Like we'll never know if she's lying, if she's telling the truth. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm, I'm sorry, Tasha and Sydney, but like if she doesn't want to reveal to America on national television that she slept with Blake when he visited her, then stop trying to make it happen and make her. You're literally siding with Kaylin about wanting to keep her sex life more private, but then. Hannah can also do that when they both are... Tr- it's only outsiders um, assuming that she had sex with him. Yeah. I find that to be BS, personally. I also did not like that Tasha attacked her for it in this situation for two reasons, because Tasha made it seem like had she known, like she wouldn't yeah! have approached Blake. But I was like, 
really? I don't know. Like, I don't know that that would have played out that way. Also, Blake, like, went on a date with her and never looked back. So I don't think that her the whole course of her Paradise experience was derailed by that in any way. Also, she ends up with JPJ, as we know, but she said something during that whole back and forth where she was like, what if I had a connection with someone from, like, day one if that happened? As if she did end up alone. And I feel like that's a weird thing to say when you did end up finding love. It was weird. I didn't like that. Because wouldn't you be like, you know what? I'm glad the way things worked out in the end because I found love. If I ended up alone, that's what I would say. If I didn't, why would I be complaining? It's interesting because (laughs) the point we're dancing around is that every girl is so ashamed to even be associated with Blake that they'll do shady things to avoid being associated with him. Like, it's like (laughs) Kaylin. Yeah, Christina's still okay. But it's just claiming that friendship. I don't know. I actually want to quickly talk about, too, we got some, like, pull-back-the-curtain-behind-the-scenes footage on set tonight. Mm-hmm. We saw, like, both the boxers in their corners with their coaches. We analogy. saw Blake and Christina getting pumped up after the segment, and we saw... Put Dean your shoulders and K- back. Yeah, put your shoulders... <laughs> oh, I love... I love Christina, personally. I know she's oh. kind of questionable, but I just think she's such an interesting villain. Maybe it's the accent, I'm going to be honest. Um, how did you guys feel about just seeing the two of them kind of... Um, in their separate corners. Okay, Blake and Christina, I found so funny. Like, yeah. I thought that was just like a fun, put your shoulders back. It's like talking him down. I thought that was hilarious, especially because she was so involved in that drama. Yeah, I know. And then Kaylin and Dean, Dean, listen, I think Dean was sweet for comforting her. I get it. Like, they're together. But I just, I'm, I'm over it. My initial thought was like, <laughs> I'm surprised Dean didn't say more because he was so vocal about it on Twitter when it yeah. happened. But my my guess is they probably cut him saying anything. Or maybe he didn't say anything at all and just let Kaylin have the floor. But Well, I was reading earlier in the chat that there was a moment that wasn't aired where Christina called Kaylin out for being a hypocrite and went off on Kaylin during the Blake of it all. <gasps> I would have loved to have seen that. But <gasps> I feel like there, I know. Yeah, like some stuff is cut out. Yeah. That's ABC, that is rude. Because that's the one thing I will say about Christina. She has her moments, but I do think there's at least a little bit more of a self-awareness for her where she kind of knows she's a villain and she can own up. Like, I appreciated the fact that she was quick to admit she was upset with Blake because she felt like her friendship and trust with him was violated. That became very clear to me right away, what their issue was. It was hard for me to see what Kaylin's issue was with Blake, and it was regret. And Kaylin's unable to own up to that. That's what I appreciate about Christina versus Kaylin and the way this was all handled. Interesting. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump back now and actually talk about the show. Yeah. Uh, Let's start by just talking about the engagements themselves, not post-Paradise. Uh, Can you remind me what the first one was? I I feel like like a day has passed. In 2018, we started watching this episode. (laughs) All right, so Clay and Nicole, they were the focus of the start of this episode. Mm -hmm. Woof on this one. I want to just go right to the proposal. <laughs> I'm sure Nicole was coached by producers to approach this this way, but she walks out. Before anything else happens, I just need you to tell me, do you love me? Clay can't even get there. What did we think of this moment? I was cringing. Yes. I will say, she planned it perfectly. Nicole, let me tell you, here's my hot take. She knew. She knew she was about to get dumped. She knew something was going to happen. So what she did is she was going to tug the heartstrings. Because let me tell you, that initial speech of like, I've loved you or this from the second night, that was planned. Then when he couldn't say I love you, she had a whole second speech planned for the breakup. And then she's like, I can't do this anymore. And she stormed off. I was here for it. I thought she did a great job, but I know that girl knew what was coming. Because to be honest... 
you got, if you know someone well enough and like you're dating that like you can feel that we uh, we all felt it during right. the fantasy suite that didn't happen <laughs> yeah i i think i i said it while we were watching i'm like girl if you have to ask at this point it's it's not happening and it, it just it was so painful honestly which is why i'm still mad we didn't get this payoff of a conversation after yeah. the fact but it was painful to watch Nicole kind of go through the motions. I think we saw it on her progressively over the last two episodes of just it finally starting to click yeah. that he's not, he's just not going to commit to you. And it's I thought it was ironic that she said in the van on the way out that she's like, yeah, I relate to Angela now. Like, he was never going to lock it down, which is sad. I will say, though, throwback, justice for Annalise. I was so happy to see her sitting there because I know the whole time just having gotten all that info and seen the season, she's like, should have listened to me. I warned you from day one. What did I tell you guys? And everyone's like, you're being dramatic. Annalise, you don't know anything. And she's like, but I did. Yeah. But I did, though. <laughs> I fair. thought it was funny. Because everyone, when that happened, everyone went down on Annalise, like on Twitter. Yeah. Even, like, some people on the panel were like, and I get it. I get it. But at the same time, because I, I've just loved Annalise forever and I For just sure. trust her. I, w- I would have loved to have been Annalise in that moment. I'm just There's always one that you stand for at the beginning that no one else does, and they get their payoff. Renee always, which that's what we appreciate about you on this panel, Renee. I'll you, forever stand Annalise. Yeah, I think she's great. You cheer for the underdog, which is good, because they eventually get their payoff. I hope Nicole finds someone better, though. Yeah. Like, someone yeah. who's like, actually into her. I'm sorry for all her flaws or whatever. I think the girl's great. And I, I feel too. like... She just, uh, unfortunately, it's like I saw a little bit of myself in her tonight. I'm not going to lie, because I've definitely been at that point, too, where it's just, you just need to, like, accept it for yourself. Even if the person, I mean, Clay eventually said it, but it took him so long to say it, and it, it got dragged out so much that Nicole had to just finally pick herself up and just get the hell out of there. Yep. And I'm happy she went about it the way she did and didn't pull a Katie. And I think we've all been a Katie and we've all been a Nicole. But it's a lot harder to be a Nicole in the moment because you're not fully ready to let go. Especially if that person will give you some of what you want but not all of what you want. Exactly. Because he had... It it was the moment for him to potentially say the right thing and then keep this going a little bit longer. What would have been the aftermath? Her moving to Chicago or whatever the case is and like uprooting her life for somebody who literally can't even say that they're in love with you? Like, Yeah, that's rough. I I did feel for her. Like, for as much as the show seemed produced, like, my heart was just like, oh, girl. I did love, I love, though, her in high heels trying to run through sand as she left the altar. It's always those moments where you want to take people's emotional pain seriously, but then you see them, like, running as a boom operator tries to get out of the way off of a beach, and that's why I love this show. Okay, I want to talk, I guess, quickly, let's move on to Hannah and Dylan. There's really not much to say besides I'm really happy for them. Um, they seem madly in love. I think I still sometimes feel like the vibe I get is that Dylan might be like 5% more head over heels than Hannah is. But you know what? I'm actually okay with that because every single person that I know who's in a a serious relationship or married or whatever has always told me, like, make sure the guy likes you more than you like him. Yeah. So I'm kind of like just on that one little anecdote, like, okay, great, because at least he's not going to be out here like, I don't know if I have feelings for you. Oh, I know. Half the guys on the beach. And if you, like, have creeped on them on social media, they genuinely seem like best friends. Like, they poke fun at each other, and it just seems like a very fun sweet relationship and they're both 
very committed to each other. I love everything about this relationship, and I really, really hope it lasts. It was interesting to watch it play out, too, because, you know, in the very beginning, like, even us at some times were just, like, really questioning Dylan and his, like, serious devotion to Hannah at one point. Just, like, is he being too puppy dog? Like, I know he got a lot of flack on social media about it, but he, like really did give her the space to explore her options and fought for her and stuck it out and won her in the end. Like, yeah. it, it just worked out that way. I, no, I totally agree. The one thing we noticed, it seemed like um, maybe Hannah's... And uh, Amaya, I see your comment, and we'll read it in just a second before we move on to Katie and Chris, but um, I did notice that Hannah was sort of telling Dylan in a roundabout way I definitely could see us getting engaged, but I want to get my father's blessing first. And then Dylan kind of rolled right into the proposal. And I'm thinking that's why Hannah's reaction was a little weird on the beach. Yeah. Because she didn't really seem like she was totally excited to say yes to Dylan. And I'm thinking maybe that's why. I, we both felt that way watching it. it was, yeah. she was it, Her reaction to me came off like, oh, you're still going to ask anyway. Okay. I'll say yes. I disagree. For me, um, I took it as her telling him just her reservations with it. And then, because she didn't really flat out say, like, I really want to get my father's blessing before we do this. Mm -hmm. She said, I have gotten my father's blessing before and then it didn't work out. And this is why I'm scared of getting hurt and blah, 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 blah. I think if she was more direct, which honestly, my other guess is that they just talked the night before. So I feel like Mm. if there was that kind of discussion... And she had she had addressed that. I don't think he would have proposed. I think she just reacts personally. I just think she reacts to things sometimes weirdly. Yeah. I think it was implied though because he definitely in that same breath was like, "Yeah, I have no problem getting on a plane after this totally. to go yeah. do that." So I definitely think, like you said, it, it was either discussed beforehand, yeah. but it was definitely like a caveat to this. Yeah, uh, that's really well said. I think that's a great observation. Uh, we're just going to very quickly jump back to the Blake Kalen thing before moving on to Chris and Katie because yeah. I do want to bring up counterpoints. I think that's the value of this show. Mm-hmm. And Amaya Baker was saying uh, that the reason Kalen was crying was because Blake had brought up her past sexual assault, and that part was cut from the broadcast so <gasps> what that's interesting tea to learn if that's wait, true i did not know that we where where are these you guys where are you getting your tea because i want to get my tea from the same place i did not I know. know that that's different and i'm surprised they would cut that out i mean i made why to make him look less what it, or because maybe she didn't want that to air on television but that changes a lot because it looked like she just got emotional over the text stuff, and she was trying to look sad. Right. Not that something serious was brought up like that. I think cutting it out actually, like, saves Blake. I think it makes him look better in this respect because he already got crapped on by America so much to have potentially said something insensitive Yeah, tonight would have been, like, the nail in the coffin for him. Like, seriously. Maybe they tried to kind of scrub both of them because from I what I'm so. hearing, this was even messier on set. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the truth is, I'm sure a lot of this is going to show up in the news tomorrow. And uh, shameless self-promotion, I will be covering it on Bachelor News mm-hmm. Daily. So whatever tea is spilled tomorrow on the news, I will cover it tomorrow. Tune in. And if you're subscribed to our channel, you're going to get a notification about Absolutely. it. So, speaking come on. of, Christine, <laughs> speaking of subscriptions on this speaking channel. Speaking of subscriptions, guys, these subscriptions do so much for us here at AfterBuzz TV. We love you guys for supporting us in any way, shape, or form, whether it's by dropping a comment on our YouTube channel or by giving us five stars on iTunes 
iTunes. It does so much to help our show grow. We really appreciate you guys so much. We say it all the time. You're like our fifth panelist when we're all here. So continue to support us in that way. Give us a like, comment, subscribe, share our podcast with a friend, and give us five stars on iTunes. And I know this is our last episode tonight, but continue to stay tuned to this channel because we're going to have so much more for you in the interim, hopefully. And then, obviously, we'll be back to cover next season. So... Heck yes. Very well said, Christine. Okay, let's talk about Chris and Katie, and let's talk about all of it. Obviously, what we saw before the reunion was lovely. (laughs) I thought this uh, proposal was really moving. I was very touched by Chris's reaction. Katie was super sweet. Any thoughts on the proposal before we dive into the reunion? It was hard for me to be invested because he literally said he was going to trust his gut once he, like, got there. <laughs> like, know. he couldn't even make a decision yeah. 10 minutes before. Yeah. So, yeah, but also, I mean, remember um, Ari's proposal yeah. to Becca that he took back two weeks later? <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I kind of get Ari vibes from Chris. I think they've got, they share a lot of DNA. Ooh. That's a poignant observation there. Yeah, I just feel like the same kind of, like, you know, confused middle-aged man. Not middle-aged, but for bachelor, (laughs) for bachelor years, they are, like, elderly, right? Yeah, it's just, it's funny to me that, like, now looking back on it, Katie's hand was the one in the promo that was, like, getting the ringer, the ring put on her finger and didn't have the best happy ending. feel bad for her. Honestly, that was really rough to watch just because it was tough. It was emotional, it was real, and like, bless Katie's heart. This girl, when she's emotional, she cannot actually like get out a, a word. She Truly, keep, yeah. a, like, she won't, will not get out what she wants to say. Remember when <laughs> Wills, um, she tried like pursuing her and she just could not. It was like that, but with actual like. Yeah, and it was just hard to watch. And then just her being so indecisive about it was really hard. Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm mixed on the fact that this so much time was devoted to this. I'm not sure that this type of storytelling and this type of real-time relationship therapy is good for this show. I don't know. I mean, it was interesting to watch, and I was kind of on the edge of my seat, but I'm not sure I actually liked it as a viewer. I enjoyed watching it. I mean, here's the thing we have to remember. She's doing this. She decided to do this. She decided right. to basically have a therapy session with Chris Harrison uh, on the reunion show. So I don't feel as... in It's different when, like, they brought cameras for Ari to break up with Becca. That felt very invasive. And I was like, this I shouldn't be watching. But Katie laid it out on the table. And I was yeah. like, I was here for it because I was like, what is happening right now? I just wish it had more of a movie ending where she made a more decisive, good decision for yeah. herself. You, That's what was hard to watch about it for you me. You took the words out of my mouth because literally that was my biggest gripe about it. Because if if Katie, if you were going to go come out here and literally air every nitty gritty detail after the fact about it, then I wish she would have just stuck to one decision. Like, if the ring was off, it's off. Like, don't put it back on until you figure out what you want or until you just break up with him which is what I think she should do but it just kind of bothered me because it's like were you gonna I don't think there was any scenario where this would have worked out well where you're putting your fiance in a literal hot seat in front of everybody and just asking him to like say it in front of you like how much he loves you and prove it when he hasn't been doing this whole time you think he's gonna like say something right now in front of everybody but he did and then right after turned back to what yeah she was explaining but i i feel like she even said after she's like i knew this was gonna happen it's like oh god then why put yourself through that on tv I know, I, yeah i 
I think relationships are complicated. If I had to, like, say someone needs to do put a little more effort in, it feels like Chris is the one who probably needs to carry more weight in this relationship. But I will say, I don't love people very publicly airing out their personal baggage like this on air. I mean, you know, I have loved the first year of marriage, but it's not always easy. And, you know, Lauren and I have had a couple moments where it's not always easy as anyone has in a relationship. But I, I would never want to share those moments. And I don't think she would either. Here I am on an after show doing it. But you know what I mean? It's just the kind of thing where it's it's just... I. I don't know. I, I just don't think it was a great look for either of them. I definitely agree with you. I don't think it was a great look, but at the same time, she didn't really get into specifics, and that's why I feel like it wasn't so much airing specific dirty laundry. And at the same time, like yeah. this is a show where you're putting your life on the line like this, like you, you are on display. Like you're like, here's my relationship. This is how it's going. And she didn't want to lie and say everything was fine when clearly she is not fine. And I respect her for like not necessarily like pretending, but I, I see a couple people in the chat kind of feel the same way that it's like the the way she did word it left out so many details yeah. that it, it left so much room for interpretation that essentially made them both look way worse to yeah because you could really look at it either way half of us like we started like eh, why did she go about it saying it that route but then from what she's saying if you want to take take that for its truth it's like chris is not being a stand-up guy either so right and relationships shouldn't be that hard. Totally. So early on. They kept, it felt like they were both Googling, like, our relationship's difficult. And then, like, okay, Google says, like, it's okay that yeah. they are. And then they're like, you know, everyone goes through those problems and those fights. Like, everyone does, except you're miserable and you're trying to be like, yeah, but it's fine because I love him. But do you, Katie? These are, do you love him? These are two people who clearly do not speak the same love language. That's part of it. Like, at all. It, like, at all. I think he's showing his affection a different way that she's not receiving. And I think also just with a grain of salt, like, maybe she's not doing what he needs to feel the love from her. Like, he, I don't know. Like, I, I can see fault in both of them their cases here. Yeah, I feel like because he was saying that they were moving at different speeds I feel like she's ready to actually act like they're engaged and he probably left the show and was like okay, like we're dating and I don't want to spend all of my time with you, but for her because guess what? That builds up insecurity and making you feel like your partner doesn't want to hang out with you, then you're going to get in your head and it's going to spiral. Right. So like I get the place that she's gotten to I just think that the way that it was uh, explained tonight, and then the way it ended was just like it did not make anyone look good. And honestly, like, it, I just I want Katie to be happy. I just firmly believe that they should not be together. And I Definitely. don't even think it's a question. I just don't think they're compatible, and that's fine. Doesn't make either of them a bad person. Right. But they just need to find better people for them. Well, interestingly, Shanice Sweet Smile did point out that Katie posted right when the show finished a photo on her Instagram of no. her holding hands with Chris. No. I'm just going to quickly read this. It's a very long caption. I'll be covering it tomorrow on Bachelor News Daily, but she says, As you've seen, it's been the furthest thing from easy, from the decision to take the leap on the beach, navigating what is real and staying true to myself. My world spun out afterwards. Very, very long post, but I want to end with... Thank you for following us through this journey of love, hope, faith, and on to the next phases of life. And more importantly, love and cheers to an effing insane adventure. So, sounds like they're together. Chris posted as well, and his caption begins with something like, love is tough, love is beautiful. Hmm. 
Most importantly, love is patient. We got the photo up right here. By the way, I just want to shout out that we got almost 500 people in the chat. So it's great. We're almost at uh, 50 likes. So please hit that like button. Guys. Um, His caption is love is tough. Love is beautiful. Most importantly, love is patient. Sometimes you need a shock to the system to put a fire under your ass. Mm -hmm. What I felt then, I feel even more now. I love you, Katie, and can't wait to feed you pizza for the rest of our lives. The problem I have with this is... He says that, but at the same time, the second the cameras were off or he wasn't in a live studio audience, he was not happy with her. So how it, I just don't understand why now he's on social media like, mm, we're great. I'm happy this was better. For, I don't buy it. Also, their relationship started on a very like, does he like me? Does she like me? I feel like how it starts is how it ends. Like, you're only mm, going to have this to look forward to through their relationship. Like, how did it not get any better? You only feel more insecure in the relationship. Like, totally. it was not going to work out. I do I do wish them the best, though, because I, I, I like both of them. And, um, again, everyone deserves to find their happiness. So. 100%. Yes. Speaking of, do we see any potential Katie for Bachelor, Ooh. Bachelorette kind of vibes now? Because we all want her to find her happiness. And she's Katie? now single. Katie. Could be another black bachelorette. Katie's not single. Katie, um, well, if they don't work out. I mean, if they don't, if work, they don't work out. Oh, I'm like, she's not. She literally is posted. You're like, <laughs> well, now that I'm like, single, no. I'm like, guys, in my mind, I'm like, it's not working out. She just talked about how everything's fine, but now that she's single. I'm like, did I mishear what Jess no, said? But I did see that on Twitter a little bit. People saying like she should just dump him and be the bachelor. I think that's might have that might have where that uh, thought came from. Sorry guys. Yeah. I would I'm love to see her at the bachelor as a bachelorette, but like she uh, God, I when she gets emotional, she's not gonna be able to say anything. She's gonna be like, I just what you know what I mean? Shout out to Supa, Super Chai Peeboon for that super chat. What up? We're going to get to that in just a minute. Before yeah. we move on, I also want to say, I don't often get super personal on this show, but I know I mentioned that, you know, Laura, I just want to say that she's without a doubt the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Laura, I love you so much. And I know I mentioned. Yeah, just I'm just saying that because. Are you saying that because you felt. Like you're getting in your guilty. head. <laughs> it's hard but sometimes. Just sometimes, right? And that's the the important thing is that every relationship, there's no such thing as a perfect relationship, right? But I think she's watching right now, and I just want yeah, you to. Yeah, I see her in the chat. But yeah. Jeff, like, we appreciate your transparency. That's, Whatever you yeah, do, share with job, us, right? and that's yeah. what makes our panel so unique. Because like, you're married. Like, I'm single. We have so many different perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because I think it's important to have on there. Okay. Um, let. So we're talking about Demi and Christian. Let's go ahead and dive in. Um, so, uh, Sauchi, this one's for you. Um, Demi and Christian, I mean, is this our favorite couple of the season? For me, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, of all... Well, no, I think it's tied between Hannah and Dylan and, um, Christian and Demi. I, I didn't like how it felt like Bachelor in Paradise was trying to be like, look, like, we're great with the LGBTQ community, like, look, we're gonna throw... But I did love watching their story unfold. I just think I wish that they would do it in a more organic way, like bring on bisexual people. You know what I mean? Bring on different kinds of people so it can happen in in an organic way as opposed to it just being like you kind of have to... And I I did hear um, it wasn't as forced as we initially may have predicted. I I heard like Demi just really wasn't 
doing that well missed Christian and that's why they brought her on and I do I do appreciate that because it was really sweet seeing their love story but I just want it to happen more organically next time bring on <laughs> different people with different sexualities let's see what happens are you the one style I don't know if anyone watched that season yeah but... they switched it up this season oh I've heard I did hear about that season but I didn't watch it and uh, you know we actually did cover the reunion on this network we so did MTV didn't and we brought that in so props to After Buzz TV for that um, um, what I will say, though, is um, as much as I agree with some of what you're saying, Renee, this was probably the most authentic love relationship we saw, even though it meant bringing someone else in. I was very moved by watching Demi and Christian develop throughout this season. Both of those proposals were totally moving for me. You know? Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I just think ba- like this is the first time in Bachelor history that they've done this, and I just wish that... In- I-, I get it. It's like one little little step forward huge step in other ways but i just wish that they would go bigger because i I want more of this i just don't want because we watch the show for the drama we watch the show for a drama and then the love but with demi and christian it it was all love very sweet loved watching them but like next time bachelors take a step further bring on different people yeah i don't think the editing did them any favors because i will say like as as genuine as tonight's proposal felt a lot of their other screen time didn't feel that genuine to me i know you said like you know, you were really taken back by their relationship, but sometimes it came off a little bit fake just because mm-hmm. I, I, I really am going to chalk it up to the editing because I do yeah. think those women yeah. love each other. Also, really quickly, want to shout out Sarah Brockle, who always sends me great DMs and comments about the show. Um, she actually has a theory that this is a test balloon for Bachelor. The Bachelor franchise having a bi bachelorette someday. I would love that. Get get some sexual fluidity in here. I'm I'm here for it. I would love to see what happens. I just want them to do it in a in a way that's authentic to the Bachelor because we do like to watch it for the drama and for the love. So don't feel like you have to bring on a a, a couple, a gay couple, and show them just like, well, it's only going to be them from the beginning on a show like Bachelor in Paradise when it is more about testing relationships and like having people date other people from the get-go. I just felt like it was a weird time to just kind of throw that in there. Though I did love watching their love story, I just think if you're going to do it, go big. Like, actually bring in people that are sexually fluid. Actually bring in multiple people that have some drama unfold as well. So it doesn't feel like you're just trying to be like, look, we're cool. Look, look at us, you know? Right. Uh, okay, I want to talk quickly. We got some quick hits here. Uh, Jordan was kind of cringy tonight for me. Overall, oh. I was frustrated with him being on air. Me too. Um, and also, I have to call you out, Jordan, because when he was talking to Christian, I know they have a turbulent relationship, but Jordan said, I knew we, I know that we grew up on different blocks, bro. And I hear that, and I can't help but think there's some cultural insensitivity there. I thought that was kind of gross. I'm calling you out, Jordan. It's coming from me. All right. Um, Tasha versus Hannah. Sydney coming in to defend Tasha. This was kind of weird, too. I know we've touched on it a little bit, but yeah. um, I don't know. I felt like Tasha didn't look great tonight. I mean, I thought in she that looked, moment. Yeah, I thought she looked really great with JPJ and their whole storyline. Um, but as for the Hannah and Tasha thing, I just yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah. I don't think Hannah because I don't think Hannah was doing anything to be malicious or had any like cruel intent behind any of her actions, including anything to do with Blake. And she made a good point on the show when she said like, 
What did she want me to do? Be like, well, like before, you know, Blake and I had some things. I just want you to know that going, I would hate that. I think that would come across more unlikable. Yeah, yeah. we probably would have read that as like she's sabotaging it. Yeah, I just think like, yes, I mean, say what you want about Hannah in the beginning with how she handled Dylan and Blake fair, like with their love triangle, whatever. But like with the Tasha thing, I just, I don't see it as her, as her doing anything wrong. And I didn't like how still after watching the whole season, after things ended the way they did, Tasha was still like mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, it did not affect her outcome at all. It did not. Um, because she ended up with JPJ, how do we feel about their uh, reunion in JPJ's enormous mansion? I loved it. I love them together. I love that JPJ brings out a silly side in Tasha. I love that he he looked so shocked that she came back and that she wanted to start a relationship with him. And he said, like, look at my girlfriend. She's so hot. And it's just so cute. It's like a, it's like a loving high school relationship. I feel that a little bit. It does feel I, a little mommy son to me, unfortunately. I get, like, yeah. maternal vibes from Tasha. I mean, I got those vibes in her on Colton season. I remember saying yeah. that as well. I'm, I'm, okay, aside from, like, us not loving Tasha's behavior tonight in some parts, I think she's great, and I want mm-hmm. her to be happy and find happiness. I just hate that she's found it in someone like JPJ. I'm sorry. He just, like, did not read well for me this season at all, and it's, I still have such a bad taste in my mouth from him. Yes. Um, so, while I'm here for, like, Team Tasha's happiness, I do wish she would have found it with someone else. Sorry. And I hated his apology tonight. Oh, it's, it's unfortunate terrible. that that happened. He's yeah. petty, man. He is petty. He I'm going to say. He has not grown at all. No, but he's a kid. That's why, and I hate saying it as much as I think the relationship is so sweet and fun now, they're, I don't see them making it in the long run because I don't see them problem solving at all. Because yeah. I haven't seen JPJ handle a conflict in a mature way once this season. Agreed. Um, potentially my favorite moment of the show when Cam tried to get in and talk about how this should be a blind date. And then Yanka oh. was like, but Cam, you wanted to come to my birthday party. Oh, uh, that was like such a Bravo moment. And we it was never saw so him again fun. after. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he literally Cam got, like, he got buried. Anyanka took a shovel and just through. buried him. You know, we don't even need to worry about Cam because as Jeff covered in a recent Bachelor Nation Daily, Cam has moved on with someone else from Bachelor Nation. So. Yeah. I thought that they're just friends. Uh, it's it's questionable. We'll it's see. questionable at this yeah. point. Kerpa said they're just friends. Well, that uh, there was a couple <laughs> days ago that I reported that, so it might be updated since then. Anything else on tonight's reunion that we need to cover? I think that we just about did it, guys. Yeah. Wow. All right. We have about two minutes, so we're going to just really quickly run through segments. Uh, yeah. Let's get into some tweets. Let's get into some tweets. All right. Who's up? Okay, I wanted to shout out uh, Sarah, who used our tweeting for the right reasons, uh, hashtag tonight, and she retweeted a really funny meme that compared Dean's look on the reunion show tonight <laughs> to, um, is that an Oompa Loompa? An Oompa Loompa. Yep. Yeah, really spot on. Um, I also personally felt like he looked like somebody out of like a bad Western. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just the suit. Like, I feel like if he had a hat, it would have been just a whole get up. So yeah. that was a tweet He's that a I sent tonight. In. A little orange. Um, And then I also sent in this one for Chris. Had to throw some shade. Um, Updated for Chris part two. His his lower third, which was changed so many times this season. But a fan on Twitter changed it to... um, Oh my god, I can't see. Oh, going to be on Paradise season seven. So... (laughs) See, everyone uh, else believes they're going to break up, too. I'm not the only one. Those editors had a heavy hand this season. No, it wasn't I that. It. I think they're going to break up. It was that you said, now that Katie's single. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking I'm sorry. about? My brain was like <laughs> 10 miles ahead. She was already there. I was already there. <laughs> all right. Um, is that all you have for tweets? Yeah. 
Great, I didn't sew it in I, Yeah, I held, held it down. I held it down. Great. I also have one really quick piece of news and gossip. Since oh, yes. We were talking about uh, Jordan and his less than favorable appearance on the reunion show tonight. Uh, Christian Estrada actually went on the Dominic Natty uh, talk show and said that he's planning to sue Jordan and is looking into taking legal action against ABC for potentially inve- uh, instigating the fight. He says he's got really good lawyers, that his dad has a team of lawyers in New York City, and that he is planning to pursue legal action. So that is still pending. I'll keep an eye on that to see how that plays out. But considering they had to have two bodyguards on stage tonight to keep those two uh, at bay, I it's safe to say I don't think this beef is over. And I think it should be because it's one of the most annoying, stupid, petty yeah. things to come out of this season. Who cares? What are they mad about? The pinata? <laughs> I, I don't know. And one last thing, just because um, you guys, we talked about this. Hannah B. on Dancing with the Stars. She the chat it. wants to talk about it, so we got to bring it up. And we need to talk about Peter. We didn't really talk about yeah, Peter. Yeah, that's what we are predictions. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Hannah crushed it last night. For more Dancing with the Stars coverage, we do cover that on Mondays. So make sure yes. you tune in. But thanks for bringing that up, Christine. Super important. All right. We have literally two minutes. So each of us gets like. 30 seconds, 30 to 45 seconds to talk about how we feel about Peter and just the season of Paradise overall. You can drop that prediction. Oh, we can go a little over. Okay. We're going to give four more minutes then. Keep it brief, yeah. After Buzz TV prediction. Renee. I think Hannah did a fabulous job for her first week. Second highest score. You're killing it. For dancing. I don't think her and Alan are going to date, but I do think they're going to make people believe they're dating if they do it right. Yes. Um, And Peter for Bachelor, you guys know, I love Peter. Um, is it going to be a hard season for me because he probably will find a wife and it won't be me? Yes. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about it, except we do because I'm literally on a panel where I have to talk about it every week. <laughs> but I do predict a great season. Yes. Just very a lot of tears, and they're going to be for me. And what did you think of this season of Paradise? Just quickly. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It was good. I liked it. There are times I loved it, times I found it a little bit boring. Ultimately, I think it did have a good payoff, and they had actually like new storylines that we haven't seen before, especially because of Demi and also because of the fact of uh, Stagecoach. Yep. Christine? Well said. Thank love you. that. Um, in terms of Peter for Bachelor, I've already died on this hill so many times about how I feel about Mike potentially, uh, well... If I, the fact that I wanted Mike to be the bachelor, he is not. Peter's the bachelor. Um, I'm going to keep an open mind about Peter because Colton surprised me. I'm going to give Peter the benefit of the doubt. I will say, I think I was expecting a little more from him tonight as his, you know, reveal. Usually the lead comes out looking like a lot more polished than we last saw him. And I felt like he kind of looked. The same kind of average. Um, I wanted a little more like scruff, but aside from all the physical stuff, like I do hope that he takes the same route as Hannah, gets some really good media training, and learns how to like present himself a yep. little bit better. Um, again, I gave Hannah so much crap this time last year yep. when she was announced. So did I. So that's why I'm like, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt here and hope for a really good season. And you liked Paradise this season. I, and I loved Paradise this season. Again, some slow points, but really just. Probably the best season yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm also excited enough about Peter. Um, I was excited about Mike, hopefully. But I think we're going to get a very Ben Higgins-esque season. Um, Ooh, really? Sort of like a nice guy, but like maybe too nice. I feel like that was Ben's issue. Um, that's kind of what I'm predicting for Peter. That's where the drama is going to happen. I am excited we get more of Peter's golden retriever of family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, that was my favorite meme, was seeing a photo of Peter's family. And it was four golden retrievers. They were hilarious and adorable. Uh, I also thought it was a great season of Paradise. A little bumpy. Um, maybe too, too many episodes. But overall, 
great season. And guys, with that, we got to get out of here. But thank you so much for tuning into our coverage of season six of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, we're your AfterBuzz TV Bachelor crew, which means we're on air about 99% of the year because they have a lot of versions of this show. I think all of us are relieved to take a bit of a break. Um, yes, but yes. I do love these co-hosts so much. Guys, it's been such a fun season. It's been so great, yeah. Jeff. Mike, we miss you, but thanks so much for leading the ship this season. We can't wait for the fall. And to those who join us in the chat, we love you too. Uh, it's so special that this network brings you in to join us live for these shows. And um, it's really important to us. So please keep engaging with our show. If you're a podcast listener, we encourage you for next season to join us live because it's more fun. And um, rate, give us those five stars on iTunes, please. It means a lot. Let's get out of here, right? Wait, yeah, should guys. we sign out? Let's sign out. I need to let you guys say goodbye. Um, quickly, by the way, for those of you who are sad about Mike not being Bachelor, just remember, he's dating Demi Lovato. And you guys, I'm Hello. Renee Ariel. You can follow me on social media at Renee Ariel. And if you want to see my face five days a week, I'm on Shared News on YouTube. And you guys can keep up with me on Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's and on Instagram at Christine I Alexis. I'm going to be talking Bachelor even when the show's off. Also, quick hot take. I think the girls are going to come out of a plane and not a limo this time. Ooh, that's a very smart prediction. That's dangerous. Well, we'll see. <laughs> It'll uh, be at Burbank Airport. Just... <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Thank you for tuning in. I will be going on air tomorrow and for the rest of the week to talk batch news updates. Uh, but until then, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you in 2020. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.